everyone, and welcome to God's Plan, Your Part, a podcast where our goal is to read the entire Bible in a year, seeking to understand God's plan of redemption while discovering daily and practically your part in it. Hey guys, today we are in chapter 11 of Matthew, and it is a repeat of some of the things that we've heard already in some of the other Gospels, but... It's equally confusing for me because I think there's like a couple people being spoken to about um, Jesus and who he really is. Uh, And some of the examples given are really tricky to understand. Uh, I wish you would not have cleaned up your comments because before we turned on the mic, you were like, what? What is happening? This doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Well, I thought I kind of understood it the other day, but... So the messengers of John the Baptist are sent to Jesus to ask, like, hey, is this really you? Like, are you the one that was supposed to come? So we read we read basically the same account of this in Luke chapter 7, I think, yesterday. yesterday. And I think what's – there's a couple interesting things here, and it is – like, the language is weird. It's a little bit hard to understand. What's interesting is that John the Baptist is nervous or concerned or confused because he's thrown in prison at this point he's like hanging out in prison so obviously that's not exactly where he wants to be he is in prison because he's been calling out herod about being married to his relative yikes and you know like where he could have just let that slide john the baptist does not because john the baptist is a prophet and he tells kings what's right and what's wrong we've seen this pattern so many times so john the baptist is in prison and he is apparently having like a little bit of a faith crisis because he sends these messengers out to Jesus to basically say like, are you actually the guy or what? So I would think for John the Baptist, he's like having some pretty significant crisis of faith because if you think about what he's seen, he baptized Jesus. He Mm -hmm. told the crowds like, I am not, I am not the one that wants to be greater anymore. I want to be less and less and less. And now he's saying like, Hey, who are you? Well, And I think he's seen such like crazy things that that speaks a lot to me because as you were explaining it, it was like, whoa, how is this John who I was like bragging on the other day about how strong he is in his faith? How is he all of a sudden just like doubting? Yeah, he's really nervous. He's he's not on the same page anymore to the point of sending his disciples to be like, look. Is this you or not? It's very possible that he had the same misconception that many other people did, that this Messiah would come and be like a political ruling king uh, that would make a way for God's kingdom, that would get rid of all these like false prophets and evil rulers. But instead, uh, Jesus is doing what Jesus says he's doing. He says in uh, verse five, the blind receive their sight, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached them. So it's very possible that even John the Baptist misunderstood what kind of kingdom Jesus was bringing. But Jesus reassures John by saying like, yep, basically like I'm the guy. I'm doing exactly what the Bible says, what God's word says mm-hmm. uh, I'm supposed to be doing. And then Jesus turns and addresses the crowd, and he kind of gives the crowd a little bit of a lecture, too. Yeah, it is a little confusing, because I read over that the other day. Well, I guess it was yesterday, and then again today, and it's equally confusing to me where Jesus, he's like, he's like trying to be like, read between the lines a little bit, and it's hard to understand when he's talking about the children in the streets, when he's talking about this generation of people that like don't believe what he's saying. He's basically saying that there these people are just against God. Like these he's going to go on and like basically um talk about woe for these unrepentant cities. 
But basically, he sets up this idea that, verse 16, but to whom shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. And it's a little bit odd, like, what is he talking about? Basically, he's saying, like, hey, John the Baptist has been out in the wilderness calling people to repentance. He's wearing crazy outfits. He's eating crazy foods. He's, like, a legit old-school prophet. And you didn't want to listen to him because he's too crazy and too weird. Then Jesus comes on the scene, and he's talking in first person. I come on the scene, and I'm hanging out with sinners and drinking with people. Basically, like, I'm very social and partying it up with all these people. And then you think that I'm just a drunk and a glutton. So no matter who God sends, you're finding issues with who those people are because really at the heart of everything, you're just unrepentant and you don't want relationship with God. And then that's when he moves into talking about these unrepentant cities, basically saying that Sodom, remember Sodom being destroyed, Mm -hmm. Sodom is better off than Capernaum, Bethsaida. So Jesus has some pretty harsh words here. Yikes. (laughs) But he ends off on a nice note. Like, after that, it's just like the day of judgment for the land of Sodom. Like, it's going to be more tolerable for them than it is you. And then (laughs) right after that. We go right into, uh, our Bible has it titled, Come to Me and I Will Give You Rest. It's like this, and then I'm here to give you rest. So it's interesting that that's the note we like end on after a chapter that seems to be very like, pull yourself together. I think it's possible that his audience is like, oh my word, like it must be impossible to have right relationship with God. It must, it must be too hard. Because Jesus is saying all these cities are cursed. He's saying that nobody wants to listen to him. It must just be impossible. And then he says, come to me, all who are weary, and I will give you rest. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. So it's kind of this contrast of like, yeah, like you're you're lost in wickedness. But when you come to repentance and you accept the grace that God gives, uh, your life is much easier because Jesus, the yoke of Jesus, is easy and light. Well, also like two verse twenty nine, it says, "Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, or learn learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart." So, like, take on the responsibility. Like, I'm going to train you. I'm going yeah. to be with you. You can learn from me because I'm a gentle teacher. Like, yes, you know what needs to happen, but at the same time, I'm gonna like walk alongside you and help you through. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how else to explain that. Yeah, so it, it feels like it feels like there's this really high bar that's set, but the reality but is... But there is. I mean, there is. There is a high bar that's set, but the reality is you don't do it by yourself. You don't mm-hmm. achieve right standing with God on your own. You do it through the work of Jesus, and you do could, it together with Jesus. If we could do it with our own abilities, yeah, what's the be, purpose of Jesus in the first place? It wouldn't be faith at all. Yeah. It would just be like a workspace thing. So I think the the chapter is a little bit confusing. Matthew 11 is, is a little bit odd. Um, it's interesting, again, that we start out with John the Baptist having this faith crisis. It's interesting that Jesus addresses this crowd and basically like talks about how Sodom is better off than a lot of the cities that he's been working in. That's kind of shocking. And then Jesus wraps up all these thoughts with saying, hey, come to me. Like, if, if you feel like 
this is heavy. If you feel like there's a lot of burden to be born here, like come to me. The yoke is easy. The burden is light. Mm -hmm. You don't have to carry those things on your own. Jesus is here to do those things with you, to provide for you, to care for you, to walk with you. How foolish it would be uh, to try to do things on your own. I mean, he talks about a yoke. Like a yoke is literally this giant wooden beam that like tied horses together or tied oxen together. Like they tied work animals together. And when the, the work was done under a yoke, the work was actually easier. And so when we are tied together with Jesus, you know, it could seem like if you ever, if you ever seen an actual yoke, like it looks big, it looks heavy, it looks oppressive, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but the reality is it actually makes the work easier. So I think it's kind of an interesting visual aid uh, people would have been familiar with this kind of stuff. There would have been plenty of people that were saying, that is too hard. We cannot do that. That looks heavy. That looks oppressive. That looks like too difficult. And the reality is it actually makes life easier. And mm-hmm. things haven't changed. People still say that about the life of discipleship, the life of following Jesus. Oh, that looks hard. That looks heavy. That looks like there's no way that I would want to come under that kind of oppression. And the reality is when you walk with Jesus... Uh, the the yoke is easy and the burden is light because Jesus does it with you and provides for you. So uh, your part for today is, I guess, after reading all of chapter 11 in Matthew is to come to the end knowing that like, yes, we're going to fall short, but we have such an amazing God who sent himself uh, to be a sacrifice for us in all of our weaknesses and shortcomings. And he's also willing as you take that step to like closer relationship with him, he's willing to walk alongside you. He's willing to stand with you through the hard times, through the places where you need a little bit more, uh, just kind of like shaving off those like hard edges around you or um, getting rid of those like jagged edges that are, I guess, like your sinful nature that are um, keeping you back from right relationship with the Lord. But he's willing to walk with you and help you through those things and to see victory through um, salvation in Jesus and a life where you are choosing to live for him. So thanks for joining us today and we will see you back again tomorrow. Thanks so much for listening to our take today. Before we get into the reading, if we could just ask you one thing, uh, if you've been enjoying the podcast, if you could subscribe to us and then leave a rating and review, we'd love to hear from you. And every rating we get helps us reach more people. Ultimately, we're just trying to reach people with the truth of God's word and your review will help us do that. So thanks so much for being invested in the podcast. Here's the reading for today. Matthew chapter 11. When Jesus had finished instructing his 12 disciples, He went on from there to teach and preach in their cities. Now when John heard in prison about the deeds of the Christ, he sent word by his disciples and said to him, Are you the one who is to come, or shall we look for another? And Jesus answered them, Go and tell John what you hear and see. The blind receive their sight, and the lame walk. Lepers are cleansed, and the deaf hear, and the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. As they went away, Jesus began to speak to the crowds concerning John. What did you go out into the wilderness to see? A reed shaken by the wind? What then did you go out to see? A man dressed in soft clothing? Behold, those who wear soft clothing are kings in their houses. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is he of whom it is written, Behold, I send my messenger before your face, who will prepare your way before you. 
Truly I say to you, among those born of women there has arisen no one greater than John the Baptist. Yet the one who is least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now the kingdom of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets and the law prophesied until John, and if you are willing to accept it, he is Elijah who is to come. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. But to what shall I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to their playmates. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We sang a dirge, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The Son of Man came eating and drinking, and they say, Look at him, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is justified by her deeds. Then he began to denounce the cities where most of his mighty works had been done, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, it will be more bearable on the day of judgment for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? You will be brought down to Hades. For if the mighty works done in you had been done in Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you that it will be more tolerable on that day of judgment for the land of Sodom than for you. At that time, Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in my heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Thanks so much for listening to God's Plan, Your Part. If anything stuck out to you, if you have any questions, or if you'd like to receive a Bible, you can email us at godsplanyourpart at gmail.com. Also, if you're enjoying the podcast, please consider supporting us through the link in our description. We love that you're on this journey with us, and we hope you have a great day. See you tomorrow.